Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Peace. I hate the word. Adam. Adam. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, where normally Mission Zach will talk about a film starring uh, John Leguizamo um, and also other things that pop into our head in the middle of the other person trying to make a point. Uh, but today, we're doing something a little different. Um, it's New Year's Eve when we're releasing this, so maybe you're listening to this at the start of 2021. Mm. We wanted to mix it up a little bit. Maybe you're about to head off to a New Year's party. Fun. Uh, you're about to go and um, maybe uh, drink some uh, Drembui and Countdown and... Who knows, maybe you'll finally get to kiss that high school crush of yours. Oh, that's fun, though. Mm. Mm. Or maybe you're over 25, have realised that the most overrated party in the entire calendar Uh is the New Year's Eve party. It's never good. It's always a disappointment. Always. Because it's arbitrary. It's based on nothing. The, The very core tenant of the party holds to nothing it, it, it doesn't have you ever did you ever go into the city for new years yes once or twice i went once yeah i went to phillip island once never had a good new year's, never had a good new year's eve party no i the one time i went into the city for new years also just quick apology if you can hear the rain yeah it's it's pouring down it's rain it's pouring rain anyway um uh, the one time i went into the city for new years it was fucking packed and i spent the countdown in line at 711 Buying a bottle of water. That's wow. how I spent the countdown. Although I am that big loser that like really does do the whole like ten nine eight seven six five four three two one happy new year, and then I'm like genuinely like it's a brand new start. Like, I do have that feeling on New Year's, but New Year's Eve in general, the party is the most overrated event of the year. Can I? Can I? I, I have a theory that I've developed in the last two seconds that I'd love to pitch to you. The Go two. Ahead. The two core tenets as to why New Year's Eve parties suck. Yeah. All right. Number one is what you just got at. Actually, I'm going to save that for number two. Number one is the fact that there's nothing really holding it together. Yes. Um, there's no like. There's no actual shift that's happening. There's no change. It's not like the summer or the winter solstice. There's not a chain, you know, like with those sort of pagan rituals, it's like the days will get longer from here or the nights will get longer from here. Like there's going to be, there is a shift in this moment. Mm -hmm. It's an arbitrary date signifying nothing. It's just like they've picked a a point in the circle to go, this is the new, this is the start of the circle. So it's completely arbitrary. On top of that, there's nothing 
about it. It's happening in the middle of your, if you're in Australia, summer break, if you're in America or in the Northern Hemisphere, like Christmas break. It's happening right in the middle. There's no like new, like it's like you've just had a week off. You're about to have another week off. There's nothing like shifting Mm -hmm. in your life in that moment. It means nothing. It's not like an end of year party. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm about to finish and have two weeks off. It's like right in the middle of it. And it's it, there's nothing, like, with Christmas, that's all about family. Yeah. With birthdays, maybe it's all about friends. New Year's is just like, yeah, at a place. There's nothing. It's representative, though, isn't it? It's that kind of like, I've had a shitty year and let's make next year better. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But mm. I think never has that. And I'm not one to be like negative Nancy. Wow, you're really coming across that way, mate. Well, but all I want to say is never has it been more evident that years mean nothing than all the people saying, oh, can't wait for 2020 to be over. Like yeah. COVID will disappear. Yeah, I know. Like 2021 is going to be as bad as 2020. Yes. If not worse, because it's cumulative. <laughs> Just. Just work on understanding public health. (laughs) Maybe that could be your New Year's resolution, though. My New Year's resolution is to work on my understanding of public health. It's not about you. (laughs) And it's not about your nana. It's about everyone. Exactly. I'm getting so mad at the whole world. Anyway, number two, Mish. Uh, Yep. (laughs) What makes a good party? What makes a good party? What makes a good party? Company? Company. Who you're, who you're in company of. Music. Music. Music makes you... Um, snackies. Snackies. Um, in some people's cases, bevies. Bevies. Bevies, snackies, music, friends. Do you know what I think? There's a certain intangible thing. I think a good party is one that is a little bit open to where it's going to go. Yeah. I think that the parties that tend to be good are ones that if five people rock up, that's great. It was a gathering. If 50 people rock up, all right, it's a party. If everyone's feeling a little down, well, we'll put on some chill music and we'll sit into it. But if people are feeling really excited, let's put on some pumping music, let's have a dance. Something that can kind of roll and react. You can go out and have a cigarette at midnight. Like, which is really a really weird time in the night where, like, people aren't messy yet. Some people are messy. Some people aren't messy. Some people are kind of just getting started. Some people are kind of coming to the end. Everyone's kind of in their own place at midnight at a party. Nine o'clock, everyone's kind of in the same place. 3 a.m., everyone's kind of in the same place. Yeah, yeah, very. This is a very good point. Midnight is it exactly at a point in a party where people are on their own journey at a different Absolutely. position to go, stop. Stop the music. Everyone, we're stopping the music, we're gathering around a central point and we're going to count and then we're going to continue on with the party. Like, that is like weird micromanager, like those, you know, we all have those friends that, like, are a little bit possessive about how the night plays out. Like, that is, like, built into the party. Is that weird friend that gets upset if you don't do the party the right way. I hear what you're saying. I'm always really excited on New Year's Eve for the countdown because it means I get to go home soon. 
Because you can't leave a party at 11. You exactly. can't leave a New Year's party at 11. You're forcing but the people... But you can leave at 12.20. You're forcing the people that want to leave early mm-hmm. to stay till midnight. Yes. So the negative Nancys, the grumps, that energy stays in the party and permeates through. Yes. You're forcing the drunk people to, like, not to try to keep it together, to not, like go off on that you're just forcing everyone into like midnight's too late for the losers and too early hey. for the party boys mm. that's what i'm saying midnight is a bad time i hear what you're saying it's a good point you've uh, you've made this incredibly depressing I don't like I, best 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 New Year's party I ever had. I watched the Dark Knight Rises with my partner. Went out to the bridge, watched the fireworks from our home at the time, then went to bed. Did you count down? Uh, no, I think we were just like, oh look, I don't really tend to count down anymore. Fair enough. I've missed it too many times, and I've done too many fake countdowns. Where we're like, it's okay, mm. we oh, it's three past, but let's still count down. Not for me. I hear what you're saying. Uh, should we do a Q and A? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're all right. Um, <laughs> I reckon um, so most people will be listening to this after New Year's and they're going to be going, yeah, man, that did suck. Thank you for reinforcing I'm my, sure. my unspoken feelings. I'm sure. So what are we doing? Instead of watching um, a Leguizamo movie, so what are we doing? If you have uh, listened to our last few episodes, no, this is the first. This is the first. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. So um, we usually listen... Sorry, we usually watch a full Leguizamo film or episode of television or something like that, and then we have a big chat about it. But uh, now we're going to do uh, what we're calling Leguizaminis, which is a couple of mini episodes over the next few weeks, uh, just uh, to give you a bit of a taste of our Leguizamo mission. Um, but also, Leg we just was our mission. Leg was a mission. But also, we just wanted. We thought we'd just throw it out there, a bit of a Q and A. We haven't done one of these before. Uh, and we posted it on Instagram if anyone had any questions for this particular Leguizam Mini. And we got quite a few. So this is our first Leguizam Mini. The, uh, the next three over the month of January are going to be all about interviews mm. that he did, he has done, but YouTube clips of interviews he has done. Yeah. Little fun little nuggets for your January. And then we're going to get back Beautiful. into it in February. Um, so let's, should we try this as a quick fire thing? Nah. Let's just let's just, just see. try it as a whatever it is thing. Yeah, yeah. let's just go. It, it, it might be it might be not enough for a mini, but we'll just see. We'll see. And if you like this, we can do more of these. Okay, so first off the bat, we have someone named Big Cream Cheese. Love that. Uh, favorite anime? I'm a massive nerd. Uh, are you? That's the question. Yeah. I'm favorite a anime? Nerd. Question mark. I'm a massive I'm a nerd. Mass- Mine would be uh, Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Great. Like, uh, unquestionably, I love, love, love that love that series. I haven't watched a lot of anime, if I'm being honest. Nor have I. Um, but I am a fan of a Studio Ghibli film. Oh, yeah. And I would say Spirited Away is my favourite. I know that's a bit basic answer. But no, it's a great film. Um, I prefer it to Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. I prefer Spirited Away. I've never seen Howl's Moving Castle. Really? Yeah. It's a very good anime film. Have you seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? No. You've got to get through a bit of... It's a bit skeevy at points. Like, the character... It's a bit, you know... But if you can get past that and mm. just sort of go, that's a, a, a that's a trope of the genre at the time. Yes. Very profound. Very beautiful. Am I asking a question now? Are we taking turns? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Mm. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question, Mish. Uh, 
Will there be another themed podcast series in the future? What would you both pick? This is from Reroxor World. Reroxor World. Um, will there be one in the future? I don't know. Maybe. We've bitten off more than we can chew with this one. This is a three-year project with yeah. Zamarama. When, when Zach and I get to talking about future... Three like, plus. Because <laughs> he keeps fucking making shit. Um, when Zach and I talk about the prospect of doing uh, other recap shows and stuff like that, we get very excited about it. It's just more of a time-consuming. This is just an honest answer. It's just more of a time thing. Mm. We don't have the time. But, like, there's a bunch of stuff. I'd love to do Survivor Season 1. Yes, I, I'm I'm so keen on um, Australian, Australian Idol. Idol Season 1, yeah. which is a very special season. Whereas I'm more inclined to say Survivor Season, uh, uh, Australian Idol Season 2 because of Casey Donovan. Yeah, but... Cosima. Yeah, you want Cosima. You want nodules. nodules. You've got, I'm pretty sure it was Courtney Act season one. Mm. You've got Courtney Act. You've got Axel Whitehead. You've got Paulini. You've got Paulini. And you've got Dicko telling Paulini she's too fat for a dress. Do you remember that? Was that season one? I think so. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? And then people were like, no, he was talking about the dress. No, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. You've got uh, got, uh, Guy Sebastian, the virgin with an afro. Yeah. You've got, and like, just Guy Sebastian. Because he's great now. He's an incredible singer. He's really sexy. The <laughs> irony that you could pull from that, the idea yeah. of he's never going to get sexy. Yeah. He's a look loser. At, look at his chubby little face. He's a loser. He's And now he's sexy. You've got that. You've got um, Sh- 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 Shannon? Or Shannon Knoll. Shannon Knoll season one. He came second. Season one. Of Australian, of Australian, Australian Idol. Idol. Yeah. Yeah. That's but Survivor season one, you got Richard Hatch. You've got Richard's ha- Richard Hatch's penis. That's true. You've also got we uh, we've also discussed the Denny season of um, oh, of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> just Denny. just watching Denny episodes because Denny shows up in like even if we just did that as like a fun little side project. A couple of uh, listeners have jumped into the DMs and it's like, oh, would you guys ever do a Patreon? It's a good Patreon idea mm. is to do Denny episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Denny episode, love a Denny. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, we've got uh, Farlap's Heart uh, has asked, what was the first film you saw John in? I think mine was Too Wong Fu. From memory. My, mine is probably Mario Brothers. Or Mario Brothers, yeah. Mine is probably Mario Brothers, although I'd say the first one I, like, noticed him in was Romeo and Juliet. Does that make sense? So yes. Mario Brothers, like, he was Luigi. Uh, like, when yeah. I watched that film, it was just the Mario I Brothers agree. movie. Yeah. But the first one where I was like, who is that guy? He's a great actor. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 was Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I, I think I was the same. I would have definitely have seen Mario Brothers before I saw Tu Wong Fu, but Tu Wong Fu was the first time I... I, my brain held the name John Leguizamo. Mm. Um, I've just come across a really good question. Yeah, jo- go for it. Um, 
Any advice for someone about to start living with a roommate at university? This is from Jan, <laughs> California, or CA, uh, Git, Gitsama, which sounds a bit like Cosima. <laughs> anyway, any advice for someone about to start living with a roommate at university? Um, so Zach and I were roommates at uni. Um, in my first year of acting school and Zach's third year of acting school, Zach and I lived together. Do you know what I'll say? Uh, it tends t- uh, friendship to roommate, friendship to workmate, friendship to anything mm. tends to be complex because you have to reconfigure the relationship. Yes. This isn't even like that funny. Um, I, I, we started our relationship as roommates. Yes. So, so that meant that like our friendship was built on, you, like, it wasn't like, oh, that's a person I enjoy spending time with, then you start living with them, yeah. and then you go, oh, that's the worst of who they are. It's like our, our friendship was built on mm. the basis of, of, you know, how much of a fucked cunt I mm. am. Yeah. If we're looking for genuine advice, I would say that. Um, living with Zach, I also lived with uh, Sam Lingham mm-hmm. uh, of... Of, of Sam Ligham fame. Uh, <laughs> and another writes, guy... And writes, another, he's a behind-the-scenes member of Auntie Donna. He yeah. is. Um, and another guy named Tim. And it was my first share house experience. I'd never lived in a share house before. I'd lived by myself before, mm. but I'd never lived in a share house. And my genuine advice would be, don't feel the need to force anything. Mm. Um because you've got a long time with these people and you might as well just be yourself because mm. that's where you've got to live. Um, and if you're not a complete cunt, it, it, it chances are to work out really well. I've had, I think, something along the lines of 14 housemates. Oh, wow. Which makes it sound like I'm a shit housemate and people could kick me out. That's not it. I was cursed for a long time. Everyone I lived with ended up in a relationship. And yeah, you had a really bad partner. run. I had a run of You were moving like their in good with, luck chuck. I was the good luck chuck. <laughs> I was the good luck chuck. I would live with somebody and then when we moved in together, they would shack up with someone very quickly and then move out with them. Mm. And so I think I had something along the lines of 14 housemates in my time. So, And I can say 95% of them I have a very good relationship with still and 5% of them I'd say hell on the street. Say hello. Yeah. To that that one per one, two people it- that we had. There was tension Tension. Mm. The other thing I would say is if, if they are a friend before they're a housemate, just be prepared for the, the terms of the relationship to change and just roll with it. Yeah. Um, from Rebecca Richardson. Rebecca Richardson. Yeah. Update on one pot pasta journey, please. Oh. I have an update. Oh. I did a one pot pasta last night. Um, and I, I have some mozzarella at the moment and I put some mozzarella in it and I, uh, I, A, am moving away from one pot pasta. It is, it's too much. I think Mish is absolutely right. It's too much starch. The other thing is, um, and Mish is going to really agree with me on this one. With a one-pot pasta, you don't... I've been adding a bit of mozzarella or a bit of cheddar, a bit of cheese to make it a cheesy or creamy sauce. You don't need to do that. Yep. Ri- the, the parmesan is enough. So I'm on a bit of a journey, which is like next time I do it, I'm not going to add any cheese except the amount of parmesan I would add normally. And I think the next step after that is I, I think that maybe I'm done with one-pot pastas. Yep, I'd say that that's probably sounds about right. Um, I have an update, sort of, mm-hmm. not really. Um, I've yet to make a one-pot pasta because it, they're 
they're they're not right. Okay. <laughs> but um, friend of the podcast and friend of my life, Michelle Brazier. <laughs> said that she made a one-pot pesto pasta that turned out really nice. This is what I've been telling you. And that she you. would like to uh, make one with me. And so if that happens, if I accept this generous one-pot pasta pesto uh, request, I will I will take photos. I'll put it up on the gram or something. So feel free to follow us on our mission, Zach. I actually think, Mish, mm-hmm. that one-pot pasta, uh, a one-pot pasta is is still a great vegan option because it it it, it uh, does some of the work that that maybe someone would use a che- cheese. Mm. It's using the starch of the pasta to um, to get a bit of a creamy cheesy thing going on. So I'd love to hear your Mish and Michelle one pop pasta journey, and yeah. maybe we can talk about it instead of American Ultra in a month or so. All right. Yeah. Like let's let's discuss it. <laughs> Um, this one has blown my mind. Slam Jamza has said, when will you review John's work as the spokesman for Papa John's Papa Dears? I didn't know about this. I didn't know he was a Papa John. A, a, a Papa John's, he does the voiceover work for the Papa Dears ads. Oh, wow. So watch this space, Slam Jamza, because if that's true... You best believe we're making a whole episode about that. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. It, um, well, Papa John's, what a com- what a journey. Uh, mm. I, I, have no, I have no info on this, so I can't comment on it. Papa John's is um, like uh, some of my darkest days have been cut through with Papa John's when on tour in the US. Yeah, uh, Papa John's is like just just butter. Great. Uh, but the the founder of Papa John's is a bad man. Oh, really? I don't know if he's getting a cut anymore. Anyway, no comment. Hmm. If you could recast a character from and and I just want to say these situations where I was eating Papa John's was before I was aware of yeah of of any other details. So. If you could recast a character from any movie with the legs, oh, with the legs. So not a movie starring the legs. You recast it. Yeah. If you could recast any movie to have the legs in it, Ooh. what would you cast him in? Do you know I have an answer to this? All right. Uh, this is less of a recast, more of a I would like him to be folded into the series. Oh, yes, go. Um, I was watching Fast and the Furious 7 the other oh day. Oh, my God. And Fast and the Furious 7 is one of my favourite movies. I, I'm, I'm a bit, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I like, I don't mind the Fast and the Furious movies. But I truly believe Fast and the Furious 7 is one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I believe I've talked about this here. If I haven't, I will. Yep. I think John Johnny Legs as the main villain. Oh, my God. In a Fast and the Furious. And then as they do, main villain, next one, sort yeah. of a uh, um, reluctant ally. And then by the third oh, movie, good. he's a part of the team. I think Johnny Legs would excel in a Fast and the Furious film, that's and, so and I find it outrageous that he isn't in it yet. So now, personally, I, I personally prefer Johnny Legs in in something with a bit of a femininity, a bit of spark, a bit of flavour. Yeah. But masculine Legs has a lot of merit, and I think he would really excel. That's good. Um, for some reason, I thought while you were talking, I was listening to you, short, but I was also thinking of my own answer. And for some reason, when you finished answering this question, this TV show that I'm about to say popped into my head and I haven't been able to get it out of my head for the last 45 seconds. And I think I know why. The TV show that popped into my head was Broadchurch. 
Mm. Have you seen Broadchurch? Yeah, I love Broadchurch. Oh, my God, it was so good. Season one of Broadchurch, so good. Didn't love the twist, but I loved everything. Up I loved Broadchurch. Loved, loved the series, I just didn't love the twist. Oh, yeah, fair. Um, and it's got David Tennant in it and yeah. Olivia Colman. Amazing love cast. Coleman. Love David Tennant. Do we? Yeah. 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 Um, love him. But, but like, I, I love David Tennant, but mm. I love, love Olivia Colman. Yeah. Um, but fuck, it would be nice to see John play like a lead detective type role in a show like this. That's, I think, the biggest thing, right? Is I just, there hasn't been, uh, like, there. Ha- what I would really love, and these movies don't really exist as much anymore, mm. but like, I would love John as the lead. Mm-hmm. in a great mid-budget kind of written film, like a really good, like we talked about it, but he's Lincoln Lawyer. I want yeah. I want him in Matthew McConaughey's or a, role. Or a miniseries that stars him because yeah. he's in a lot of, sh- a lot of miniseries, a lot, like we'd take Waco, for example. We've done an episode on that. Where I want him to play the lead. I want his face to be... Front and centre. Not a recast. This is an off to- I want his Breaking Bad. Yes. I want to see John given... A Breaking that, Bad. A Breaking yes. Bad. In the way that he um, Cranston was, like, elevated to mm. leading man with that mm. film, I want that. Yeah, I agree. I want, I want a Johnny Legs Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you have a, a Breaking question? Bad oh, no, I should say that was from He Was a Zombie, that question. Um, Great question. I reckon this could be our last one. Well, uh, maybe a quick fire after our last. Okay. Well, there's this one just quickly because I think this is really cute because I've never actually, I don't know your answer. Huh? Uh, this is from Frankie Patton Elliott. Um, when you guys first met at that uni in like Perth or something, <laughs> what was your first impressions of each other? Well, I didn't meet Mish. I have a terrible memory, but I didn't meet Mish at the uni. I met Mish because we were looking for a housemate and I believe Broden introduced us. And I met Mish, I think, in Carlton, in a, in a bar or a pub in Carlton, me and Sam, mm-hmm. um, to decide whether she would live with us. And she was fun and cool. I, I can say the first impression was like, yes, I'd be happy to live with that person for a year. So clearly mm. a good first impression. My, my first impression, that was very nice. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. forgot about the pub bit, but that's true. We went and saw a show. Bro- the Broden was in. So I, like... What show? Was I in the it? The Worm? I was in that show. Were you in The Worm? Yeah. Oh, you were in The Worm. And I went and saw The Worm. So I'd, I've known Broden since we were kids. And I went and saw a show that Broden was in. And Zach happened to have been in it. And meanwhile, over that last month, I'd gotten into this acting school. And Broden was like, I think I know where you can live. And it's with my friends, Zach and Sam. And then I met Zach. But I also remember on my first night of arriving at the house in Ballarat, so I only met Zach very fleetingly, Mm. um, and I thought he was very nice. But my first night arriving at the house in Ballarat, we sat in the hallway and ate sausage curry. (laughs) As a whole, like as a family, the four of us, Sam, Tim, Zach and myself, sat in the hallway in in our Ballarat house and ate sausage curry. It's really weird to call it sausage curry. It's curried sausages. Oh. And it's it's not a big difference, but sausage curry makes it sound as repulsive as it is. I love curried sausage. How good is a curried sausage, though? It's so, so... Love a bloody curried sanger. A curried sanger. All right, let's just do a quick fire round. Which Leguizamo character would be the best to bring home to your family? Uh, Chichi Rodriguez. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun. I was going to say the romantic in that... Um, 
that romantic pyromantic, pyromantic, pyromantic love, love story. story. You know, he's romantic, he's fun, yep. hardworking. You know, I think I think like parents would be impressed with how hardworking he is. Well, what uh, is the best and worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh my goodness! Best piece of advice was my music teacher, Mr. Reed, said, um, "Don't get a backup career." Said oh. as soon as if you get your diploma of education, it will be so hard to mm. not just do that because you'll be like, well, that's all the. So he said, don't get a backup career until like do it. Then when you're done, get a different job. Yep. Don't do a backup career. Um, my the best advice I ever received was from an acting teacher, and it was make your own work, that's create great. your own work. Um, and also, I don't think another, they meant leg was armor. <laughs> no, I don't either. But it also meant like I. But I, it made it made a lot more sense to me after I'd finished acting school and I'd been trying to get work for a year. That piece of advice made a lot more sense to me. I know it seems really simple, but it's not really. But it made a lot more sense to me then. The worst piece of advice I've ever been given, uh, ever. Oh God, that's hard. But yeah, that's a bit like the mo- mm. more, more. I will say this: most I've, advice is bad advice. Um, having looked at dating profiles when I was on dating profiles before I met my partner, people who say um, uh, stuff like "it is what it is," fuck off. I hate that saying. Oh well, it is what it is. Get fucked. It's not always. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, go, go, go. Do you want to do one last one? I've got a really big one. Do you mm-hmm. have any more you want to do? Because I've got one, like, I think really final and profound um, final yep. question. Yeah, sure. Do you have any others you wanted to do? No, no. That's, that's we can revisit this. If people like it, let us know and we'll revisit it as a fun little mini app. Um, um, yeah, go for it. This is from Nubo Crumble. Um, I think... A really, um, really beautiful question, I think, and and, right. a, and a and a big one to end on. Um, <clears throat> so, would you rather be a devoluted Goomba or a fungal browser, Bowser, fungal Bowser? Oh, like a de-evolved Goomba. So you know when they like make you into a Goomba, yeah. or like when you're the king, where, where the king became a fungus. Great question. Who asked um, that question? So that was from Nubo, Nubo Crumble. Thanks, noobs. Nubo, um, Nicholas Tharagood. I would rather be a de-evolved Goomba. Yeah, understand. Because I think I'd be like that Goomba in Super Mario Brothers that brings her the plate of steamed veg. Oh, I love that. And Goomba. he's actually quite nice. I love that Goomba. I'd like to think I'd be mates with that Goomba. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- um, I love. Because the being Goombas. a Goomba doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that you're you're a little you're not that bright. Yeah, just a simple little goomba living his simple little life. Yeah, and I don't want to be a fucking fungus. I yeah, fungus is like I think I think the fungus is like you've got the brain of a human and you're trapped in a fungus and it's like a prison, yeah. right? Whereas I think that the goomba, you just a simple, just simple living. I think when I think of what it is to be a goomba, it's you're standing in an elevator. And a sexy little Latinx man starts swaying you mm. and then it just becomes a dance party. Mm. That's the life of a Goomba. You know that bit where they're... Yeah. You know, it's so simple. You just go with the flow. So simple. If anything, I would rather be a Goomba than live the pain of a human life. And on that happy new <laughs> note, have a very happy new year. Happy 2021. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.